What up and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rombone. Thank you for tuning in. This was the first week that we didn't have Wicked Shit Wednesday. Due to all YouTube's copyright rules and all that, I can no longer do the radio show. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a live podcast every Wednesday. And this Wednesday, I had Beastmaster of Carnival Spirits join me. And we did a breakdown of Dark Lotus's discography, starting with Tales from the Lotus Pod, all the way through the mud, water, air, and blood, whatever it's called. I can never remember the name, but I had mad fun with the Beastmaster. Shout out to TJ. Shout out to everybody at the Carnival Spirits. They're the shit for real. And we had a good time recording this episode. It was a lot of fun. I love going back to a simpler time, a more fun time when everybody was still getting along, talking about it. So without any further ado, let's get into the show. We're live. I got Beastmaster of Carnival Spirits with me tonight. What's going on, man? What's up, Rome Bone? What's up, Beneath the Dirt subscribers? What the fuck is up, Juggalos? Internet? Yeah, man. Tonight we're going to be doing the breakdown discography of Dark Lotus. Should be fun. Should be fairly easy as it's Dark Lotus. Dark Lotus is Dark Lotus, man. They're the shit. It's, you know... When I think of Dark Lotus, I think of good times, simpler times, if you will. And what do you think when you think of Dark Lotus? Well, Dark Lotus is, uh, you know, it, it, it's a super group, first and foremost. So um, I, I don't know uh, if, if you're, uh, everybody knows your history and stuff. If you guys don't know mine, um, I, was, I was down with the clown, you know, pre-Dark Lotus, so you would hear them speak about Dark Lotus, you know, and, and it was like a thing of legend. Um, they would like mention it on Joker's cards, you know, the Jekyll Brothers and Bizarre Bizarre. Like there are tracks on Bizarre Bizarre where if you listen very carefully, they're whispering Dark Lotus, like faintly under the beaten shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when it finally came out, that shit was epic as fuck. And it was at the 2001 gathering. Uh, so when they released, uh, when they opened the doors and the jugglers were let in, um, if you get, if you saw any of the footage from the gathering this year and the, and the gathering seminar, Jump Steady was talking about how on that day they opened the doors early and everybody rushed into the merch booth area and they didn't have any employees standing to protect the merch. So jugglers were just grabbing shit. But a few ninjas like were like, "Oh hell no!" and they and they jumped back there and protected the merch and until everything was uh, square. But I was there and I saw that and I was right. I, I saw I witnessed that happen and I was probably one of the first twenty people to purchase this fucking CD right here in uh, Peoria, Illinois. I'm sorry, Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. This is 2001. So this is this is literally one of the first Lotus CDs ever purchased. I listened to it at night, laying in my hotel bed, staring at the pitch black ceiling, um, you know, and it's got uh, nothing inside the liner notes except for this crazy fucking, you know, gazing into the nether, nether void, uh, you know, incantation, like on some metaphysical shit. So, um, yeah, Dark Lotus is the fucking shit. Um, Fuck yeah. And it's and it's like, the, and you know, Tales from the Lotus pod is one of the best fucking albums uh psychopathic has ever put out so absolutely uh one of one of the best psychopathic albums like you just said the original tales from the lotus lotus pod with mars the red cross version super dope um let's just get right into this breakdown start out with the album we just celebrated the anniversary for tales from the lotus pod dropped july 17th 2001 18 years ago. First dropped at the gathering and then in stores shortly after. I bought it. I didn't, wasn't at the gathering. Bought it at the store. I remember listening to it and I remember hearing that this dude Mars was on the album. No idea who the hell this dude was. Did I did see him on the Bizarre Bizarre tour. But other than that, never heard his music. He fit in perfectly with this album. The chemistry, I don't know how they pulled it off with adding just kind of like what seemed to be just some random dude 
And, you know, because the chemistry with ICP and Twisted was already there. They had already been worked worked on, you know, most tasteless, freak show albums, bizarre, bizarre. They did Echo Side. They did a whole bunch of shit together. So their chemistry was already there. Same with Blaze. And this album, super fucking dark. This is the darkest Dark Lotus album to me. Like, you could tell they were reading from the Necronomicon. I remember them saying that they were reading from the Necronomicon and reading from, you know, other scriptures. What? I can't remember off the top of my head. But I remember them saying that, and you can hear it in the music. And I'm pretty sure they're reciting shit from the Necronomicon on that CD. Just super dark. Um, You know, I I know a lot of Juggalos, and um, I was talking to one of them uh, before we went live today. Uh, Shout out to Miss Jinx. And she was telling me about uh, this girl she knows from from Michigan, you know, from the Detroit area, who, who grew up in the Coven of Witches, you know. And, and I'm not talking about like the trendy, um, you know, like, you know, Hollywood image of witches or whatever, but, um, you know, there's families that, uh, practice, you know, different, have different belief systems and all right. So here's what, here's what my friend told me that she met someone who ICP actually contacted like back in the day, like 95, you know, sometime in the mid nineties and, and straight up like wanted to know about black white magic everything in between and and you know it's speculation like that's this if 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 this girl isn't full of shit and she really did like get you know asked by icp (laughs) to teach them about uh black magic and shit like i would speculate that that was for the purposes of this album and like you said it's kind of obvious so i i don't doubt that story and i think when they met up with mars um, anyone that listened to Mars back in the day, Mars with a Z, you know, he, his music actually reflected a lot of, um, research and interest in black magic and Satanism and demonology and, you know, and straight up, you know, his story, he actually kind of scared himself straight and turned into a more of a religious, you know, um, <laughs> I guess Christian rapper. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to go into his detailed history, but, but we all know that he got ousted from from uh, Dark Lotus, like pretty much right from the jump, and and that album was yanked off of the shelves. And it was all too much for those juggalos that you know were down before the Great Malenko dropped, and then was yanked off the shelf and dropped again. And it's like, oh no, not again! Now we get another version of Dark Lotus, just like we get a second version of Great Malenko. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, and ABK's, uh, you know, parts on that album, as much as I, I don't like it, as much, <laughs> much as the original, and I don't I don't know a lot of people who do, but I know some people really feel ABK. And, and ABK is a good fit in Dark Lotus, like, moving forward, like, when we get to Black Rain, you know? Um, yeah. but, but on this album, he feels, and I've always said this, like, it was patchworked in, like, he was kind of cut and pasted into those bars. You can actually hear Violent J like you know doing <laughs> um like background vocals for mars behind abk's verses yeah. that don't match they don't make sense and they're still in there like what <laughs> right yeah the abk version oh. to me um doesn't exist <laughs> i do not like the yellow cross version of tales from the lotus pod it just it sounds way too cut and paste abk's verses in there mars went so fucking hard on that original um and Blaze did too. And this was before Blaze even had a full length album. He had only had his EP at this point. Um, so that was a really dope look for Blaze at the time because he didn't even have a full length album yet. But that, um, but Mars went super fucking hard. They all went super hard. I felt like Jay stepped up his game for that album as well. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Because um, I felt like he was going cold a little between like, there was a weird point after Bizarre Bizarre and they were, he was, they were putting out tracks and it just didn't sound like violent, like just didn't sound like Violent J was on his game. And I remember being kind of worried about Dark Lotus thinking, you know, is he going to be coming? You know, what, what J are we going to get? And he stepped his fucking game up for this album. Uh, you know, you you might call this like the hey 
heyday, the golden era, you know, the end of the era, maybe. Uh, I mean, all the different eras that, that get brought in kind of um, time stamped by Joker's cards or, you know, they, the themes change. But uh, but back then, you know, they were they were certainly uh, on this climb and, and build up to the to the six jokers card and you know how they're how they're doing like, like reverse messages and stuff there's lots of reverse messages in, in this dark lotus album and right. and if you flip them and listen to them like i did and you know you hear what they're saying to the messages to the juggalo shouting out everybody like mikey clark and stuff and um and even the intro you know the, in the beginning uh the voice of that intro um you know, serious Darius, <laughs> Dr. Dingle Nuts. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, looking back on that, uh, it's just really good storytelling and, and it's it's almost taking this shit to another level because, you know, there's so much going on in that album and, and they throw like little things in there that you can totally relate with, like maybe um, Jamie Madrox saying that he was raised uh, in a way that corrupted his mind and watching his family abuse each other on the drop of a dime my head's fucked up i can't think straight who can i trust who can confide who can relate you know so that right there is bound to fucking you know reach the deep feels of any kid from a broken home and uh and now they're talking about like fucking you know self-deprecation and uh you know cutting you know you know the, the whole emo trend and cutters like sorry but this shit was ahead of its time right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> talk about talk about like poignant songs with a purpose like call upon your gods and that whole little spiel that jay does in the beginning and yeah. this is all before the unveiling so the the actual fucking hints the hints you know the <laughs> are are right in your fucking face all over this album Right. Before the unveiling on the Wraith, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was the perfect lead-up to what would be the Wraith Shangri-La. Like, perfect lead-up to it. This shit was super dark. Very dark. And the Wraith was the opposite of that. But it was giving you clues of kind of what to expect with the sixth. And this album right here would be the last album Mikey Clark would work on with ICP up until they put out the tempest like six years later yeah and and that's kind of uh it, it just it's something that i'm used to you know especially you know in today's days <laughs> uh, today's days when you know kids these days are, are freaking out over um you know twisted and icp being at odds or whatever but you know throughout throughout the past couple of decades <laughs> they've had a lot of falling outs with their brothers and you know, look at their turbulent, you know, complicated relationship with Isham and, and how they fucking killed it this year at the Super Gathering. That super villain cool. set is just one of the highlights of, of my fucking life, seeing that shit finally, you know, after uh, after all these years. Because that was another project that kind of had the rug ripped out from underneath it. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and so, I mean, everyone on the label going back to Misery, to Mars, to to Mikey Clark, to, um, you know, even Mike Peasy Weezy for Sheezy had his uh, timeout spell. <laughs> and, um, you know, so Twisted, Blaze, uh, and, and their relationship, you know, with Psychopathic, it, it's all very, it's all very much like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like, uh, if people are putting these guys on a pedestal and treating them like role models. You need to fucking, you know, reprioritize yourself. <laughs> like, they're, they're actually rock stars. And, now, if you look back in the day before social media, um, all of their heroes were even worse than they are, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, but so what, what I'm saying is that uh, in the entertainment aspect of all of this is top notch. Lyrically, the, the production wise beats. I don't know who produced what songs. And I think that's what might have gotten um, Mikey Clark ticked off. I'm pretty sure he uh, went on the record saying that he was irked by that, that you couldn't tell, like, because there was nothing in the liner right. notes. There was no track information, no um, credits, no, yeah, nothing. no nothing. You know what I mean? So if as a producer, you don't want everyone to think that, oh, this is this is fucking Mikey, Mikey Clark, really? And he's like, no, no, that's not mine. Right. That shit's fucking Mike P's. Like, right. <laughs> he's probably pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, 
all the production, even from Fritz the Cat, Mike P on here, you know, whoever did which track, just solid all around. I mean, they really came correct with the debut of Dark Lotus and Tales from the Lotus Pod. If you had to pick a favorite song or two, what would you pick? Um, maybe Bad Rep. Yes. Uh, maybe, oh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's one of these albums that... Um, it's like it means so much, and and every song is so different. Like Black Magic is so good, yes, for what it is. But you know, Headache, you know, Headache, oof. Uh, Violent J's got some cold bars on yes. there, and you know, same thing with Jamie Madrox. If I had to um, pick just one, I'd probably pick Headache. That shit is so dark, just wicked shit at its right. finest. You know, every, everybody loves this album. You know, everyone's got their favorite parts. I mean, there's classic lines and, you know, concept tracks like I Want to Die, Take Me to the Other Side. Like, I remember bumping that shit and thinking, because, you know, I'm just like, I'm a young man. You know, I was like in my early 20s. And uh, I don't know. It's like mass murder makes me happy. <laughs> Dead bodies make me happy. I look fast forward in my life, like, you know, around the Hell's Pit era. I'm I'm actually a solicitor. I'm going door to door. I'm wearing the suit. I'm I'm actually trying to sell things to business owners and uh, managers and you know business incentives and all sorts of you know I'm I'm hustling right and and I really am inspired by ICP and their hustle. Like they inspired me in life to like work hard and, and to get my edge. You know, get in where I fit in. Right. Um, but I'm also just bumping my music in my car. And I remember bonding with one of my coworkers after a few months. I, I let him in and I actually let him listen to some shit. I remember when he heard Juggalo Family and the hook, you know, <laughs> and just that whole thing about mass murder and dead bodies. And he was like, wow, like he just, you know, this guy is like, just like an all American, you know, white bread basketball star gone to college, uh, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, fucking white picket fence. I don't know. This It's like, it's like I blew his mind. He just couldn't believe what he was listening to. Um, I've always felt like Dark Lotus was on some other shit that you just can't understand. You can't understand the the flavor, you know. And if you can dig it, then uh, I don't know. So it's it's special, you know. It's at a time where they're blowing up, but at the same time, it's like a step back. They're not even giving you any information. It's it's like rare, hard to find original version that you know, is ultimately better than the one that you can get right now right. that makes it even cooler, you know, right. that there's an exclusive version that came out that you can't even get anymore. Right. <laughs> Jesus. It's great. Like, they they should have never touched it. They they should have never touched it. Well, well, that's why I don't get heated over, over current, um, you know, arguments and shit because oh, at the end of the day, it's about the music, and I can enjoy – an album that features a dude that got excommunicated from the click like so many so long ago i don't even it doesn't even matter no it does you know what i mean i mean and, he, and these these are classic wicked shit albums these are moments in time that i'll never forget i was there for the very first dark lotus concert in, in 01 at that gathering and then i was there at the 17th gathering for the very last dark lotus concert and i guess we didn't know it at the time but it does feel like some closure and you know, and, and the music's always there for you. <laughs> so you were at the gathering. This album was released. They performed with Mars at that gathering, correct? Yeah, I think they did. And that was the um, only performance he did. He was pretty much kicked out of the group, like, probably the same day. Who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I think, because if you listen to interviews with Mars, and I'm not a fucking expert on this, okay, because I don't study up and, and, and do research on Mars, but... But ICP has been my high interest area for. All right, just a heads up. I, I took the video away. We're just rocking the uh, episode thirty nine banner. Um, I just kept getting computer was bogging down, so I just took away the uh, the video part of it. Exactly. All right, so that's tales from the Lotus Pod. Let's jump to. Let's see what was the date? April six, two thousand four. Fifteen years ago, Mars. Booted from the group, ABK joined, and this was recorded right around the time where it was rumored Twisted was leaving Psychopathic, um, and they were going to start Magic Records at the time, um, but then it just seemed, all those rumors just seemed to stop one day. Next thing you know, we got a new 
Doc Lotus album announcement, Black Rain. Um, this one features ABK on every song. Like I said, super dope album. Great follow-up to Tales from the Lotus Pod. Not as dark, um, but plenty of banging tracks on here. Start out, Black Rain. Um, Kaboom is a banging-ass track. Love that song. Um, probably my favorite song on the album, Past the Axe. Their chemistry on here was very apparent. You know, this was 2004. They had all been working together now for a few years, everybody at this point. So the chemistry was even tighter than ever. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? No. Oh, oh. I, I think that around this time, like I was so focused on, you know, building my career or whatnot that uh, I was kind of uh, taking a break because I had been going to shows nonstop or religiously you know um so i just remember this was during a period of time when i wasn't so connected to the juggalo uh, stratosphere but i would always still pick up the albums and i would always bump that shit uh you know in my whip you know driving to work and back and and i was very satisfied with this shit i mean you know it's got fucking bangers on it the walls hell house jump off um uh, maybe uh, with the Lotus might be my favorite track. It's it's dope as fuck. Yeah, hell yeah, I love this album. Did you go to the tour for this album? Because they did a Black Rain tour for this album. No, that that's what I'm saying. I I didn't oh, see this okay. tour. This was this was during the time period when I was um I was unavailable for shows. I was working oh, every okay. day. I was working like six days a week. I was a maniac. It, it was kind of cool because I was graduated college. Um, you know, that's the thing is I went to my first ICP show like uh, on, my, on my first day of college in 97, but I graduated in 02. So after that, I was like, I need to go out in the world and make my fucking living, you know? So around 04, I was fucking grinding. I didn't have time to go to shows. <laughs> um, I guess it wasn't until like 08, 07, 08, uh, I started uh, going back to shows again. Uh, and I haven't been missing them since. So Dope. Yeah, I. This is the only Dark Lotus performance that I've seen. Um, maybe we'll ever see at this point. We'll, I don't know. We'll find out as the future unfolds. But this was the first time I got up on stage as well. I never managed to get up on stage during um, any of the Fago Armageddon's or anything like that. But I got up on stage for the Black Rain tour, throwing the DLs up on stage. Just really dope. It was a great era. That whole 2004, they were. This was still. This was before Hell's Pit dropped, so it was still raining diamonds. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention the tour following. Uh, you know, Tales from the Lotus Pod. You know, the Hatchet Rising tour, that. which was everybody on the roster, right. and and that was a show that they actually showed the silhouette like the the, sh the shape of the wraith you know mysteriously at the end of the show and and then jay would have his fun by ripping off his lotus mask and like like flashing the crowd with his with his bare face unpainted face because right, right. <laughs> he did it at the gathering so if you were at the gathering you saw it first like if you were at the gathering you were at the mystery seminar you saw joe bruce come out for the first time unpainted talking to juggalos but then on the hatch rising tour he basically flashed everybody with <laughs> at every at every tour yep. stop <laughs> yeah i missed that hatchet rising tour i mean i don't i don't remember why but man fuck what an epic tour that was cuz the black rain tour was just dark lotus it wasn't anybody else yeah this one had twisted blaze abk esham right <laughs> maybe even zug island i don't know right yeah incredible <laughs> tour but black back to black rain um like i said we were still in the the we were, we were balls deep in the era of the sixth it was still raining diamonds hell's pit hadn't dropped yet yeah death don't want you death don't want no juggalo like the the themes in these albums and and the whole like defying mortality and, and living forever and uh you know juggalo family was just um you know just made these albums so much fresher like, there's so much to read between the lines and uh and so much signature characteristics everybody has their own style like you were saying blaze was amazing on tales from the lotus pod uh some of some of his verses on there like he did have his ep out yep. you know 
um, in 99. So if you, if you were one of those ninjas that heard Blaze, Blaze your dead homies EP and you just weren't sold on him. And I know there were people out there like that because I remember going to a comic con where psychopathic had a merch booth and it was like fucking, uh, you know, Tom dub and Rudy standing there selling like comic books. And that's where I got the, uh, Jacob's word single and, uh, something else. And, and, and I heard these juggalos talking in line in front of me and they were just like dogging on blaze. Yeah. Did you hear that new blaze? You dead homie EP from psychopathic. Yeah, it's garbage. It's crap. And I just remember thinking like, wow, you guys are being so judgy. Like, and, and I listened to it and I'm like, all right, this is like gangster shit. I really don't know anything about this. I'm more in the, like, I, I didn't listen to gangster rap, right. you know, ICP was, uh, was about the hardest shit I was listening to, but, um, but just growing up in the eighties and, and how, uh, you know, everybody had to fight for their, for their rights to fucking, you know, put out music like two live crew and, you know, and, and having to put parental advisory stickers on and uh, Tipper Gore and all that, like, um, you know, ICP was, was doing shit that was like wickeder and, and like deliberately like, um, you know, reverse messages where, you know, you had rock stars just 10 years prior getting sued by, <laughs> by parents of uh, kids that committed suicide because right. they think that the artists that like put secret messages in their album backwards to prompt their kids to kill themselves. And then you got psychopathic, like doing it on purpose. Right. Yeah. Purposely <laughs> reverse messages. And then, and then plot twist. Yeah. And then plot twist, you know, they've, got the whole dark carnival and and their faith and all that so it's it really is like a plot twist on top of a plot twist back in the day people used to say that icp was satanic now they're a gang i mean make up your fucking mind you know what are they (laughs) now people will say people will even say that they're religious because of the whole carnival is god uh i've seen them say that in interviews where they've said uh People have asked them if they're all religious or a rap, you know, Christian rap group or whatever. Um, Without going on and on too much about it, like there's a huge difference between religion and spirituality. And, you know, Jay's made it crystal clear that there is no one religion intended. And uh, and he's also made it clear that he is uh, a believer of a higher power. And, you know, it's like he's not really the first and only and he will not be the last artist to uh believe in god and to make music about it it's kind of like an angel time you know uh honored tradition to uh to make music and to celebrate right. <laughs> you know, uh, hymns and and all sorts of shit so uh but yeah the, i mean it, that shit taps into like the the everybody who uh is is looking for answers out there and you know these guys are great storytellers all of them you know jamie madrox has got bars on solo tracks and in other instances where he, he says that he is not an atheist you know he, he specifies that he actually um believes in god so i feel like these guys were all on the same page and it's like they were working as a team to uh to to deliver these albums these jokers cards and 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 the way that they're telling these stories they're um you know reflections of our lives like like you said you you learn something about yourself or or there's a there's a lesson there if you're open to you know looking into it but it's not like a fucking bible or a scripture or a rule book yeah. you know I feel it's like, uh, it's it's very, very much entertainment uh, and with the black rain album they didn't really delve into that kind of subject matter, whereas Tales from the Lotus Pod did have some kind of religious stuff, spiritual stuff in it. They kind of veered away from that with Black Rain. Yeah, this one's a little more. Um, but I, I like the Death Don't Want You, you know? Yes. It's uh, it's kind of a precursor to, to you know, other things, um, you know, themes that they just keep hammering home. <laughs> uh you know, about, about, about just, you know, not fearing the wraith, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, living your life to its fullest and, um, and then in murdering all those who, uh, have wronged you. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I, if, if I had to pick a least favorite Lotus album, I would probably say this is my least favorite. Uh, same, same. I mean, with the exception of the ABK version of tales, right. but, uh, cause, cause I can't listen to that. I have a hard time. Look on, on the last track, Juggalo family. I don't mean.com, but you know, he, he changes the lyrics. It changes the meaning 
of the hook. Oh, it you totally know? does. Say what you will of me. I'll always have Juggalo family. The original version actually means more than, you know, for eternity. Right. And, and then, and, you know, but, but that is the theme they keep coming back to is, uh, is living forever or, you know, and that afterlife or that, you know, that, um, struggle to survive, you know, that, you know, came from nothing and, um, and being thankful for what you have and, and all that shit, you know? So, I, I mean, I can dig it, man. It's wicked as shit. I like jump off because there obviously was a lot of speculation, like what's going to happen after the wraith? Is it all going to be like a Jonestown mass suicide? Like, <laughs> I know. I remember thinking <laughs> and like, they, yo, they're going to get everybody at a <laughs> gathering and drink some Kool-Aid real quick. <laughs> like I, that song, like, like focuses on each rapper and it like it kind of like makes fun of their uh misconceptions or you know the the myths of them like oh is abk really a warrior is blaze really dead is are twisted really siamese twins or butt buddies i forget what it says but it's something right, like right, that you right, know right. <laughs> dope um yeah i think i said my fate we talked favorite tracks already Oh, mm-hmm. Black Rain. Yep. Not as wicked as Tales from the Lotus Pod, but still a solid album. Um, let's get to the next one. April 15th, 2008. Four years later. ABK is off Psychopathic Records completely. And obviously not in Dark Lotus. So now it's just Blaze, Twisted, and ICP. And they hit us with the opaque brotherhood. Uh, I believe this whole album was produced by Kuma. Could be wrong, but I believe that's what it is. Um, so I got no help for you there. I I, I don't have the information yeah, on hand. <laughs> if I remember correctly, but I believe it was produced by Kuma, which I think Kuma is a super dope producer. I think he has really good chemistry with ICP, um, Twisted and Blaze on this album. Um, I slept on this album when it first came out, to be honest. It didn't really, f- for, for whatever reason, when this first came out, didn't really feel like a Dark Lotus album to me. But I go back to it now, and I don't know, maybe I was going through whatever in my life at the time, um, just didn't embrace this album. But fuck, man, this is a solid, solid album. This is like, this feels more back to tales from the lotus pod than black rain did um starting out with the album with the track in bloom a lot of like slower kind of double time beats on this album um i like yeah super hard and everybody was just going just going crazy on this record um my favorite track on here probably keep up i really love that track right there Damn it! Fucking same. What the hell? Love that song. I love that. We're like two. We're like two chicks at the prom wearing the same dress. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I love that song. And then my second favorite song is probably the last song, "Withered." Oh, that's such a good song. Like I, I want to say same, but you, you know, um, follow the leader. Heinous. Fucking so dope. Uh, this song's got bangers yeah, up and down. Uh, hot poison. Come on. <laughs> Really dope record. Dark. This is more dark than Black Rain. I feel like they they were going back to what Dark Lotus really is and was for this record. Um, um, I like how you know they really emphasized that there was just five pedals, you know, and that was their way of uh, you know flexing. I guess Peacock in their unity uh, after losing a member. It, nothing new, you know. It's uh, nature of the beast, and uh, and I think this is, you know, I mean, aside from the first one, I think that Tales from the Lotus Pod is forever going to be number one. Right. <laughs> but this is absolutely my second favorite, and and yeah, keep up, you know, just the uh, the energy in that song and. And, and lyrically, you know, the production, everything about this album. And at the time when this came out, I remember uh, was a weird time because there was a lot of naysayers in the community. Like I wasn't I wasn't used to that. You know, 
going all the way back to like the mid nineties, all I ever did was meet juggalos that were highly excitable and enthusiastic and not really too critical. So, you know, by the time this came out, uh, there were tons of critical jugglers out there. So it's, you know, it's a different uh, atmosphere when you got a lot of people bitching about um, the Tempest or, you know, the calm or whatever the yeah. fuck. So I, I just remember when this came out, I listened to it and it made me feel so good. I thought, wow, like Jay Shaggy, they sound so good on this. Like everyone that's been bitching and complaining, they got to shut the fuck up now. Cause listen to this. Like, I mean, it's not an ICP album, but, but Dark Lotus is ICP. Right. ICP and Twisted. This is this is why it's my favorite shit. It's my two favorite bands together in, in Blaze. Right. <laughs> so I was just like, and so yeah, this album is absolutely fucking top notch in my you opinion. You know, and that you saying that, talking about people who were bitching at the time because of the Tempest, <laughs> you can, uh, I mean, right here, I'm one of the biggest Tempest haters. Yeah, and it's, I don't, look, a lot of these dudes are my friends. That's my point. I just wasn't used to hearing all the naysaying. Right. And I mean, um, the, the, and, and I'm the not, Tempest was the first time. I'm not a huge fan of Hell's Pit either, but it was, it, it was still, it was, you know, at the time I liked it a lot more than I do now. So it was a really good album at the time. I really liked Hell's Pit. But then when Tempest came out, that was the first time for me, I'm like, oh, wow. I don't like something that ICP put out. <laughs> you know, uh, like I didn't. Yeah, we, we all got out. spoiled, man. You, you realize that, you know, these juggalos out here are spoiled. We're all spoiled. You know, they, they are so hardworking. They put out so much fucking freshness that as soon as they, they make a misstep, you know, we're freaking out because we're all like spoiled yeah. as fuck. <laughs> We've gotten so much fresh music from these guys for so long. And, and all they want to do is, is broaden and experiment and, and, and try new things and evolve and change and, and get old gracefully. And it's not working out the way anybody planned. Right. <laughs> and I think maybe that's why I didn't give this album a chance because I had a bad taste in my mouth from the calm and the tempest. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of jugglers did, man. But I felt like this was a solid fucking like a solid effort it really is and so i mean and, and again like when people have a negative opinion um i'm not trying to like you know stifle them or tell them how they should feel but i absolutely reserve my right to not give a fuck because you know who's got time for that like really who cares you know there's so much music out there you can find something that um that that makes you feel good and if you don't like this shit then you know, who cares? I, I don't care if you don't like it. That's how I feel about my favorite music. I don't care if you don't like that shit. Right. Um, but if I don't like it, then then the song can fucking go to hell and the artist can fucking kick rocks. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, over time, this album grew on me. And a great album to come out with in 2008 after, you know, what you know, for the first time, in my opinion, where they put out some work that wasn't that good. This was a great follow up to that. And to be like, all right, we could still make dope music. And this is the product of it right here. Solid album. What about that backwards? Track oh, yeah. Where, where every fucking bar is is in the right. It's, it's backwards. backwards. It's the like story momentum. is backwards. A great, great. <laughs> um theme for a track how, how who comes up with that and how do they execute that so perfectly like that is clever as fuck i, I would I'm have sorry. to say violent j <laughs> violent j's genius because he is a fucking genius let's be real yeah this dude's genius is so underappreciated he I, I wouldn't doubt that he came up with the idea you know his storytelling. Violent J is one of the greatest storytellers in hip hop history. I don't give a fuck what you know. I says. I tell you this, man. I don't think he is unappreciated because I mean there were so many fucking juggalos at the gathering this year. The turnout and and everybody was on their game. ICP just fucking killed it. Um, and you know when you when you reach levels that they have reached, you're gonna have the most haters, and they really are the mo the, the world's most hated band. They they even have half their own fan base hating on them. They're so fucking fresh. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you know what I mean? <laughs> So true. Like for real. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, when I say underappreciated, I mean by like 
the hip hop community and, and oh, outside yeah, for of sure. the jungle I mean, community? Because I mean, we all know. I mean, I, I always impress when a rapper like you know reveals that they're a fan of ICP or Violent J. Like, shout out to Murs, you know, right. who who I guess tried to get a collab from Violent J. and Violent J. said no. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> Do you ever see yeah, that? Interview? That's so dope <laughs> of violent j to turn down mers i mean mers is like this is like that I, dude like i'm not a big fan of mers but mers is like a hip-hop he's like the definition of hip-hop i want to know what time what era this was in i want to try and figure out why jay was so preoccupied that he couldn't get down with mers <laughs> was he you know what i mean like was this like while he was uh busy knocking up sugar slam or right. was he you know, uh, working on, you know, Boondocks' fucking gimmick with him. Like, what what was he preoccupied with that he couldn't fucking do a track with Murz? Right. Come on. He might not even know who Murz <laughs> is. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. Because a lot of the times when you bring stuff up to Jay, he's just oblivious. He's like, huh, yeah, right. what? What are you, huh, what are you, ta- <laughs> it's like, I what don't are you know. talking about? And, and like, and the worst part is, is like, you're asking about his own project from last year. And he's like, what? Right. I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got this merch off of uh, you know Hatchet Gear, and he's like, whoa, I've never seen that before. That's fucking fresh. Yeah, I remember seeing the video at the <laughs> gathering when they released the audio book, and someone was getting it signed, and it was his first time seeing the physical product of it. He's like, whoa, I, that happens to me all the time. Like on the uh, Psychopathic Asylum in store tour, when I brought that special edition first copy of the ups and downs of the wicked clowns you know the chaos comic book series and so you mail you mail out for the special photo cover edition of it and and the day it came in the mail was the same day that they were uh in in massachusetts for that in-store tour so i brought it put it in front of him to get it signed and he was like wow i'd never seen this before thank you And, and i was like well whatever he signed that shit and it's like once i got that autograph I've never really needed to get their autograph again. That was such an epic right. moment. And uh, and that's why after 10 gatherings, I've never once stood in an autograph line at a gathering. Yeah. <laughs> I've never wasted yeah. my time. I already got yeah, that once shit. Once you got it, And it was such it. an epic moment. <laughs> what do I need more shit signed? It's just going to get destroyed on the way right. home. <laughs> so dope. Um, Opaque Brotherhood, 2008. Produced uh don't forget the uh bonus tracks on the special edition those are fucking awesome. i've never heard them because i don't have the cd and i refuse to listen to it on youtube because youtube's what because youtube quality blows i'm gonna eventually buy the cd dude you can see you can hear it on spotify what are you talking about it's on spotify i think so shit i think i was because i was listening because like i said i was uh preparing for I, I didn't say it but i was preparing for this podcast i was bumping the music on spotify and i swear i saw the uh bonus tracks I'm on looking there it up right now. i'm looking for it right now hold on no i'm gonna beat you to it hold, hold on, on. <laughs> here we go during during eclipse hallucinations oh man my internet sucks. rejected the wheel in the sky i'm gonna have to listen to those i've never heard them dude these tracks are fucking fire during an eclipse it's fun uh, hallucinations it's pretty it's it's a rad song rejected um yeah that's dope wheel in the sky yeah they're all fire man you gotta check those yeah, out absolutely <laughs> gotta check them out i've never heard them and this has been out for over 10 years so oh what a what a fucking treasure trove uh you know spotify can be absolutely i didn't realize <laughs> they had the bonus the bonus tracks up there well i didn't know either until uh today when i was up on here uh listening to the shit i didn't even get further than the first album you feel me like i was gonna listen to all the albums today but i only had time to bump the first so i listened to tales from the lotus pod and man that took me back and uh and so just looking at the track list for these other albums um you know i can i can honestly say that uh it it doesn't just end with dark lotus i mean i'm i'm truly a super a super juggalo like i love riders you know, I love ABK. I love Blaze Dead Homie. I love Twisted. I love ICP. Yes. I love Zug Islands. You know, when when they when they try to you know, when people aren't happy with the albums or the music that they put out, like you, you don't have to fucking be a pill about it because they're gonna put out more stuff afterwards. You know, so I just always laugh and shrug it off. And Juggalos are are so fucking picky. And and I'd say that uh, anybody would be fucking 
would be blessed to be able to have Juggalos as a fan. Absolutely. You know? So if you put Absolutely. if you put yourself out there and Juggalos embrace you, consider yourself lucky as fuck, oh, yeah. man. Because Juggalos are, are loyal, supportive. They're diehard, like ride or die fucking fans that will probably earn you more fans just with their fucking enthusiasm and that whole um, you know law of attraction thing. So it's like. Uh, they got some magic happening. Everybody feels the magic. It's something that people try to talk about and articulate. I, I tried to fucking articulate it on Dear Joe and Joey, my, my ICP tribute yep. track, right? So I, you know, I, I make an open thank you letter to ICP because their music actually fucking moves me. And when gu- jugglos gather, it's like euphoric. And it's it's something that I've never experienced before, except, you know, there's tons of other people out there that have, so... You know, if, if you heard that song and you can relate with it, you just know that I'm I'm just fucking paying it back. I'm just paying it forward. I'm I'm just uh, lamenting the fucking dark carnival and, and the freshness that is our lives. I mean, th- we're 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 going on uh, how many years now? We just had the twentieth gathering. Yep. This is fucking crazy. I'm forty years old right now. Um, I was I was seventeen years old when I got into this shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was. Let's see. I'll, I'll say 98. It, it could be late 97, but probably early 98. So I was, I was 15 at the time. I love, I love, yeah. I love uh, you know, my carnival spirits homeboy, Don chaos. Cause uh, when we were at the gathering, yep. um, Ross, yep. Ross from Ross TV, Juggalos review foods. He did like a little interview. He painted up as violent J. He looks like Jesus. And he was just asking questions to people. And, um, and chaos was telling, telling them that, you know, he's been down for like 20 years and he was like 10 years old when he got into it. And now he's like almost fucking 30. And it's just That's crazy. Fresh. It's such a, it's so crazy that, that it could be like half your life like that, uh, being down with this shit. It's a whole world. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there, there's other subcultures and communities out there that are, that are just as interesting and vast, but, but this one's, this one's unique. And this one's, uh, and this one's quite a melting pot too. I'll tell you, if you've been to a gathering, you see that uh, the the term "all walks of life" doesn't even apply because some of these motherfuckers don't even have legs. Okay, <laughs> they, they ain't walking. I mean, we, we this is a fucking freak show, and I say that with endearment. Like I love these right. motherfuckers. Juggalos are the shit. You know right. what I mean? They're just the shit. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love juggalos, man. I'm I'm a I like watching people anyway. I'm a people yep. watcher. So I'm like a kid in a candy store at the gathering, just soaking it in, surrounded by lunatics. That's dope. (laughs) That's so dope. All right. So let's jump to July 29th, 2014. Just over four years ago, Twisted was no longer on Psychopathic Records. Blaze was no longer on Psychopathic Records. Uh, this was a weird time. I didn't, wasn't expecting to get a Dark Lotus album for quite some time, and then they managed to get together and put one out. And again, just like te- um, sorry, the Opaque Brotherhood, I slept on this record. Uh, I was kind of conflicted because of Twisted leaving Psychopathic, and sure, I didn't feel like this album was made for the right reasons. I don't know. At the time, it seemed like they were giving us something just to give us something. But again, I just in the last couple months, um, I went back to this album. Um, they didn't just give us something to give us something. This album is really solid. Um, the chemistry is obviously still there. I mean, why would the chemistry disappear? Just because they're not on the same label. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they made a point to tell us that that they did not do the the 21st century stereotypical uh, thing to do, which is to email your verses to each other across the country and collaborate like remotely through uh, studio magic and isolated, uh, you know, verse writing. Uh, They made sure that we knew that they actually got together and powwowed in a room for a couple weeks or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember how yeah. long and, um, and churned out the album. And I, I thought that was really cool because, you know, it's not, it wasn't really commonplace for them to like give us, you know, peeks behind the curtain. But so every time they did, 
it always felt like um, it, it's just nice to get answers. Like a lot of time ICP would just like, you know, fucking keep their mouth shut no matter what kind of chaos is happening. And then, and then like a few months later, you know, as soon as they got like a new tour or album coming out, you'd start seeing them pop up on interviews out there in the press, you know, they'd start doing interviews and they'd start speaking on things and they would always speak on things you know, after the fact, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when they're getting sued up the ass for fucking midnight syndicate, fucking right, beats on, right. you know, mirror, mirror and the hell's, you know, just like, they don't say Pete, but then, you know, six months later, they're all up on the fucking Detroit news, fucking, you know, internet website, magazine, fucking, you know, post. And, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we were dealing with some lawsuits, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just in passing. <laughs> like it's no big thing. You know, we're all sitting on the edge of our seats every day, fucking waiting for information. You know, that's not their style. You know, they dole it out at their own pace. Um, They, they kind of, they, they pull the string. They, they know how to use impulse factors. That's, that's their whole thing is their marketing genius has probably been going through some growing pains because we've all been adjusting to the new world and the way things are now and the instant, you know, instant fucking gratification. Right, right short attention span and you know the you know it basically it's like meme culture where it is you're <laughs> right <laughs> so i mean i i hope that i hope that everybody continues to evolve and prosper but it but really like it's it, it's I, i'm i'm wondering like what direction it's going to go in next because i feel like we're on the cusp of of the next of the next I, thing, I, I you know, agree. it's, it's 2019, bro. Like, yeah. Come on. We're on, the, it can't stay like this no. forever now. And especially with Lotus coming and going like this, like they may have just given us something that we needed. Um, you know, they say it in the, in the, I don't have the lyrics pulled up, but you know, I think it's like the last track or the drought or one, you know, let it rain or the drought where, um, you know, they, they don't want. They don't want to let them down. You know, yeah. it, it almost felt like they wanted to uh, unite, give us, give us a Dark Lotus album because they know how much this shit means to us. I mean, I got this shit tattooed on me, Rombo, and I got a Dark Lotus cross and that's crystallized on oh, my yeah. arm. That's dope. And I know, like, I know, like half a dozen homies that have the same damn tattoo in the same place, and I'm not even mad. You right, know, right. <laughs> like my first tattoo I got on my back. It's like this Celtic design. It looks like a Viking helmet. That's why I got it because I'm a Viking. And but you know I got it off the wall at Jim's Tattoo in New Hampshire. Um, so a couple of years later, you know I'm I'm like uh, fucking 18 years old when I did this. And you know a couple of years later, I'm in my hometown in this like pipsqueak from across the way, like you know living in my hometown. He's like, oh yeah, I got a tattoo. He shows me his tattoo. It's the same damn tattoo in the same spot on his back. Like we were fucking twins. I was so fucking mad. It's that, it's that prom dress fucking syndrome again. I wanted to (laughs) strangle him and bury him under his fucking porch for getting the same tattoo in the same spot. Like we were fucking blood brothers. Like get the fuck out of here. You Christ. But, but when it comes to this Lotus tattoo on my arm or, or the people that get Lotus tattooed on their wrists, like that, that's like brotherhood. You know what I mean? Dark Um, Lotus is the epitome of brotherhood. Um, family like yeah it's it's something that every every fucking buddy strives for is that is that type of unity like you see it everywhere every click every label every fucking ninja wants to have a fucking in unity as tight as dark lotus Absolutely. was you see it everyone's everyone's trying to fucking you know get get everybody wearing their charm everyone's got their logo on their t-shirt i mean they you gotta have a symbol i mean i don't know the cross with the lotus uh, flowers on petals on the tips um it just the it just evokes questions it it, it makes you think it's it's an extension of the dark carnival and it involves the whole label and the talents of twisted and blaze combined with icp it's like freshness overload all right don't get me started i mean i guess that's the point of this podcast is to get me started but this is what the fucking this is what i live for man so them breaking up and the whole that's why it's the biggest catastrophe of a juggalo's life because this shit was fucking too good to to blast forever you know what i mean yeah (laughs) and for it to last as for it to have lasted as long as it did was amazing i guess i mean like i said we're all spoiled as absolutely we, we keep getting fresh music from yep. these guys. They're not even no. done. They're not even done. And people are still going to bitch about shit. Yeah. <laughs> but 
uh, back to this album, The Mud, Water, Air, and Blood. I can never remember the fucking title to that. Um, we actually get an appearance from the long-lost sixth pedal of the Lotus Pod, or the Lotus. Yeah, he gets a feature on one yep, track. Villainous, which is a fucking hard track. Um, uh, like you were talking about on Let It Rain. I believe it was Let It Rain, where they're basically talking how... You know, talk about the Dark Lotus, how this is family, how it'll never go away, shit like that. Um, unfortunately, didn't last too long, but it was a solid fucking track. Love that track. Yeah, the whole album's tight. Uh, what was the single? My Kind of Party. Which is my least favorite um, song on the album. Yeah, it, it's all right. I mean, it, like like you said, it was a little strange with them because... Uh, they they came back and did Wizard of the Hood. Twisted came back to the gathering, did Wizard of the Hood, and you know Jay and Mono hugged it out, and it, it seemed like um, you know things things were kind of like the communication issues that they had. They put all that on the back burner for right. this, and I felt like they were doing us a solid. And it, I just look at this album like uh, like it was never supposed to happen, and it's like so it, it's a true it's a true gem of an album that you know. I, I just uh i i appreciate the fuck out of everything they do uh, i'm sorry for for being such a you know uh i maybe uh you know other juggalos are you know fronting like they're hard and you know they're trying to put, put posture like like this is the soundtrack of their badass life well this is actually my music therapy so you know when i listen to this shit it it uplifts me and, and it you know um it it kind of uh takes me out of my uh, shitty life. Um, the escapism aspect of this music yes. is is cru- is crucial to me and in my <laughs> mental health. So that's why I'm so fanatical about it. And and just all these tracks, you know, uh, I don't know, Death in a Jar. You know, my head is haunted. Garden of Evil. Um, I, I know this album the least. It's the newest one. You know, I've listened to it the least because it's Same. been out the shortest Same amount here. of time. And so mm-hmm. I, I can't even like tell you, like when I'm looking at these track titles. Um, I just know the standouts. You know, like like you just said, Garden of Evil's fucking hard. I like um, yeah. Debbie in the Dark. That's kind of like a fun, funny track. Um, and 45 Minutes is hard. Fucking hard as fuck, too. Um, and this, this I'm was, trying to find this something. The, what I what I like about this album is because when Abominations came out, when Twisted dropped Abominations, Monoxide had clearly leveled up as a rapper and as an MC. Like he just went up so many levels and was just rapping so much better. His flow was so much improved, and we got to hear it with everybody else on this album. Like Monoxide went hard as fuck on this album. Yeah, he definitely did. That's true. Um, love that. Uh, Monoxide's been the standout for me since Abominations. Um, probably my favorite rapper out of out of the group. But I mean, like I said earlier, the chemistry was still there. Everybody still brought their fucking A game. Shit went super hard. Um, I, I like I like the I like the metaphors and the in uh, the sound bites they did. Now. Um, I don't have, I, I've been just for the past couple of minutes trying to multitask and look for a video so I can tell you specifically what it is. I can't find it. So I'm going to do one better and just plug Carnival Spirits and tell you that I, I'm going to release a Dark Lotus inspired video that's going to feature um, the, the uh, samples on this album with with that uh, Indian guy and and his uh, little speech about the Lotus. Right. So I I actually found the video that that sample comes from. And so I'm going to sync up the audio of the album with the video. And I also have the video footage of the newscast that, that has the report on the Lotus flowers as well in the album. So I'm going to, I'm going to also splice the video with the audio on the album and make this like little montage video where you can actually see this old Indian guru looking motherfucker giving you this, uh, this sage advice about 
about your life and uh it's dope as fuck and i've been sitting on this for a while i mean anyone listening to this you know you've seen that shit it wasn't just me that shit was made public juggalos were sharing it a few years ago and i saved it and i always meant to uh splice it together and make a little video because 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 they use his his words and they put it over the music so i'm gonna find the video that goes with it and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it so you can hear the music and you actually be able to see him doing it and he's all dressed up in robes and he's got his face painted with like white chalky paint and little dots over his forehead and shit that's weird i'm looking forward to that yeah, I'll, now that I've uh, let the cat out of the bag, this is something that I've been sitting on for a long time. But now that I've told you that I'm going to do it, I'll make sure I get it out quick. And uh, you can look forward to that like shortly after I'm done posting gathering footage because we're still not done yeah, with that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, that that's the last album. Um, the fuck is it called? The Mud, Water, Air, and Blood. I'll never remember the name of the title mm-hmm. for that album. But solid album. Really, we got four albums from Dark Lotus. All of them dope in different ways. None of them sound like any other album either, which is dope. It's always a different sound. Yeah, I think uh, you know, with all the side projects that ICP do, they um, they experiment with other uh, with other genres. You know, like Violent J writing all the lyrics for Zug yeah. Islands. Probably it was violent jay's rock project you know you got super villains and all the 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 scratching and cutting from shaggy on that it's it's a very different sounding type of thing i feel like lotus was one of those things where they they really tried to give you something different and and if you listen to icp's music and it's very clowny and it's very distinctly icp and when you listen to twisted i mean it's the same thing you know, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are all fucking fans of the same shit. If you're listening to this podcast because you've never heard of Dark Lotus before, uh, bless your heart. Uh, go fucking purchase that shit and uh, it'll change your life. Everybody else is just uh, indulging us because, <laughs> like I said, you know, we're, we're all in the same boat. And, uh, you know, Juggalo family for life. I mean, I, I fucking love you guys. It's... Uh, it's kind of surreal because I know a lot of people out there that, you know, that are very unhappy. And, uh, and I myself struggle with uh, depression and have a lot of issues I have to work out. And, and this has always been my escape. This has always been the place I go to to get away from my problems. And, and so when I see, like, little problems developing in this community, I, I'm very quick to shut that shit down and, and block, you know, like Shaggy says in uh, Fuck the Fuck Off, like, you know, quick to ignore you. Like, I ain't got time for that. I got my own problems. Like, I'm here right. for a good time, not a long time, you know? So, like, you know, shout out to Rude Boy and shout out to everybody on Psychopathic and, and Twisted and, uh, you know, and Blaze, ICP, Dark Lotus for Life, you know, ABK2. He's fucking cool. He's fucking cool. Uh, I wish you had the camera because then I could show you that I got Warrior Blood I bought at the gathering. I got a can of Warrior oh, Blood. Oh, that's his new uh, from energy ABK. drink, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going to drink that shit on camera with you, but then the camera went out, so I was like, all right, well, then I'm just going to drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, shout out to everybody at Psychopathic, and shout out to you, Beastmaster, and everybody at Carnival Spirits. Um, I appreciate you hopping on this show with me. Um, I've been wanting to do something with you. I know um, you've been wanting to work with me as well. I'm really glad we got something together. We got to do something in person because we, I mean, we live close, so we're definitely going to make that happen. But um, I want to give a shout out to everybody at the Carnival Spirits, Beastmaster, Scotty Two Balls, Shanzi, um, fucking uh, Don, Don Chaos. Chaos. I, I'm working my way through the roster right now of every people I'm having uh, Carnival Spirits on my show. So eventually, at some point, well. You got to get uh, you got to get Roxy Riddlebox on because uh, she is the new rock star of Carnival Spirits, and we got um, really dope merchandise coming soon. And don't forget Cali Green Too yes. Fresh. He's like the driving force between our upcoming mixtape. He's he's the man behind uh, like a lot of things that we've done. All came from Cali Green Too Fresh's uh, you know creativity, like Juggalo Jedi Council, Bloody Birthday review videos. Um, 
so you know huge shout out to Callie Green Too Fresh. She's like unsung hero of Carnival Spirits Fuck for yeah. real. That's dope. Um yeah, I'm gonna wrap this bitch up. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on again, man. And yeah, you're welcome. To, and uh, I'm Beastmaster. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, if anybody's watching this because I led you here, make sure you subscribe to beneath yeah. the dirt and check these videos out. He's got a lot. He's got a back catalog that I'm still going through. Um, and you always know when I'm watching your videos because I try to leave one comment before I before I'm done. Um, and so I've been going through it starting at the beginning. And uh, it's fun. It's fun going through your your videos. Uh, you've been putting in work. You've been putting in a lot of work. So it's about time that you break out and uh, let, let's get this podcast going. I'm, I'll be happy to join you anytime. Yeah, you I appreciate all your support. It's so dope. Yeah, let's do that, man. It's um, you know, cause cause really moving forward, uh, you know, there's like there's gonna be a lot of fucking fresh shit happening. I can smell it. I can smell Fuck it, yeah. man. Hell yeah. So. Let's, let's keep it going. And that wraps it up for Dark Lotus, the discography breakdown with Beastmaster of Carnival Spirits. I'm your host, Rome Bone. And until next time, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>